This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Big Parsha in the middle of Elul. Going towards Rosh Hashanah. You will go to war against your enemy. Who's the person's biggest enemy? Oh, I thought you were going to say his mother-in-law. Just kidding. This is the Sahara. <coughs> so number one, don't wait till the Sahara comes to you. You got to go after him. What does that mean? What does that mean? You have to go after him. So like in the month of Elul, it says you should take on something, <coughs> something extra, right? So to go to war on your enemy is that you should take the first step. You should take the first step. You should make up. I'm not going to movies anymore. I'm not listening to not, whatever it is. I'm getting dressed more tzniyas. I'm not talking Lashon Hara. You have to be, what's the word I want to use? Um, not reactive, proactive. That's what it means. That's what the Pasha means. He says to them, when it comes to Yitzhahara, don't be reactive. Be proactive. Just in time. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. When it comes to fighting Yitzhahara. And if you do that, Hashem's going to give you the Satan Yitzhahara in your hands. And ye will become your captive. Not you will become his captive, and you have to escape, he's going to become your captive. You're going to own the Sahara. Not so easy. But if you're proactive, and you add something in Elul, and you add a mitzvah, and you add a chumrah, you add something, that's going to protect you. Now, the word unisano, vav, nun, saf, nun, vav, right, unisano, is a para, what's it called? Para something. We're like race car. Race car spells race car. Backwards and forwards. Palindrome. Unisano is a palindrome. It spells unisano both ways. So on one side of the word unisano is avyecha. Right? Avyecha unisano. So on one side, the right side of unisano is your enemy, is the Yitzhahara. Unisano. The left side is Hashem. If you go to war and you take the first step against your enemy, then your enemy will be on one side, but Unasana Hashem, Hashem will give him Alekecha Yadecha in your hands. It should be Shivyo, and you will capture him, you will own him. It was interesting <coughs> that Elul stands for Anil Daidi Vidaidi Li. So all the, by Elul also, you have to take the first step. I kneel the I am to my loved one. Then my loved one will come to, it will be to me. Not Hashem loves you and you'll love Hashem. It's I love Hashem and then Hashem will love me. So in the word Elul, you have to take the first step. Ish l'reihu umatanos levyonim. The other word that Elul stands for. Ish l'reihu, a man to his friend. Not your friend takes the first step. But you have to take the first step. Which is an Elul. You have to take the first step. You have to go to war on your enemy. So Elul is very much about you taking the first step. You ready to take the first step? Right. 
Right. Before we say Shema, Hashem says, Ayav Amri. Hashem takes the first step. Only El. Why? I think it's a, it's a relationship thing. Um, in Elul, there's a certain... It's like, Anilu Dei Dei Li is very, like, romantic. It's like, it's not like scary, chuva, yira, right? Anilu Dei Dei Li is, I'm to my love, my love one to me. It's really not a poem you should be singing in Elul. Maybe in Adar. But, like, in Elul, it should be like, oh, my gosh, you know? Scary judgment to me, and I don't know, whatever. It's very not like that. It, it's We're going to learn about it in this week's parasha. It's something that I really need to talk about. Um, there has to be a lot of love um, in every relationship. Hashem, us, us, Hashem, our parents... And us, us and our parents, our wives and us, our, us and our wives, our children and us. There has to be a lot of love. And really in a relationship, every person has to take the first step. What does that mean? I have the camera here. Here's, here's, here's the wife. Everyone's watching. Here's the wife. And here's the husband. In Shalom Bias, I talk about this all the time. If I want the husband and the the husband, you need to do a little camera work over here. You gotta get behind the camera, they're gonna miss my two little uh, puppets. Okay, so this is the husband, this is the wife. Okay? Now, there's supposed to be one. There's three ways of them becoming one. You got me? You got my fingers? Finger puppets. Okay, there are th- everyone who's watching. There are three ways, and who, everyone who's listening, I'll explain to you. There are three ways for these two entities to become one. Okay, geniuses, let's go. One is the husband mm, walks all the way over to the wife, and they become one. Okay, that's one way. It's a long trip. Okay, he's got to do a lot of work. The other one is. The wife walks all the way over to the husband. Right, Shui? That's also a long trip. But, if each one takes the first step, that up, and then the next step, that up, and the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and they become one, each one only had to do half the work. Or stay in a relationship. Now, in Elul, right, in the month of Elul, before we come to Hashem on the day of Mishpat, to protect us on the day of Mishpat, we take the first step. Ani l'daydi, l'daydi li. Ani l'daydi, l'daydi li. Ani l'daydi, l'daydi li. So, that's the perfect relationship. Each side is taking the first step, the first step. is a little different in the physical way. Now, this is a very beautiful... I don't know if I said this last week. I don't think so. I said this on in Queens. So the huge bomb question. You ready for this bomb question? Sure. Bomb question. Another symbolism of Elo is Ishlereyeu Matanasev Yainim. That's been Adam L'chaveirai. What does Ishlereyeu Matanasev Yainim have to do with Elo? That's Purim. So you went looking in, in, in Tanakh for a posse that's Aleph Lamed, Aleph Lamed, and you found, eh, 
Could have been a Hanukkah too. You know, who knows what? Like, what, what, where does this come here? Why does this come here? Here's the bomb question. The only reason it comes here is because tshuva, tshuva utztaka, right? Koyas rag zera. So matanas lev yonim, I understand an elo. Makes sense. You got to give tzedakah. Tzedakah is protection, right? Tzedakah tatsumamavas. If I'm going for judgment, you know, you, you can have a bad judgment. So what's going to protect me? That I gave tzedakah. Tzedakah tatsumamavas. But shachmanas? To my friend? He doesn't need it. It's not tzedakah. Shachmanas is only a mitzvah on Purim. Tomorrow you go next door to your next door neighbor and you give him a piece of cake and a, a glass of and a bottle of grape juice. You didn't do a mitzvah. It's only a mitzvah on Purim. So the umatanas leevyonim vavlamid. I understand where that belongs in Elul. Tzedakah. But where does Ishlori Eyu come into into Elul? Pretty good question. No. Teretz is that Ishlori Eyu is bigger than Matanus Lavyanim in El. Why? Because Ishlui Ehu is not coming from empathy. Matanus Lavyanim, you, you know, you're on the Bowery. I just had this, my wife, I was on, I went up uh, to Jackie Robinson. So on my way to Jackie Robinson, so you come up the street and you make a right turn on, what's the main street there? Huh? No, no, the main street in Crown Heights, though. The main street. Eastern Parkway. Parkway. So when you make that right in Eastern Parkway, there's a derelict guy collecting money. And he looked really bad. And he's probably a drug addict. But I, you know, like, why are you giving it to me? He's going to use it for drugs. It's not my business what he uses. But maybe he's going to buy a soda. Maybe he's going to buy a water. Maybe he's going to buy an apple. Don't become so all of a sudden like, uh, right? If you want to give him, give him. If you don't want to give him, don't give him. I always feel specifically... Give him because he sees the Yamakar, the Kish Hashem, whatever, what, you know, whatever. So, but why am I giving him the dollar? He's not my friend. Because I have empathy, I have pity on him. Kind of looks like he hasn't eaten in four weeks, four months. So my tonus live yoinim. Not a din in achdus. It's more of achmonus. Um, Shlachmanos, right, Ishlari Ehu, is in Achtus. In other words, I'm not giving it to you because you don't have money. I'm not giving it to you because you're poor. I'm giving it to you because Ishlari Ehu, that's the big word. A man to his friend. I'm giving it to you because you're my friend. Reus, right? Achtus, Reus. So, in Elul, Tzedakah, you're giving, okay, maybe he, he has empathy, has pity on this family, whatever it is. But well, why is he giving? Why is he taking care of his friends? His friend doesn't need money, whatever it is. So it's just because you're another Jew and you're and you're ba'achdus. And on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we get judged in three different ways: one, as a person; two, as part of Klai Yisrael; three, as part of the world. Three different judgments. So the Ishtarei Ehu is Klai Yisrael. If we have ba'achdus. And we all get along with each other, then the judgment on the Jewish nation is very different than if we don't get along with each other. It's brought down, the Chavot Chaim brings down famous, that when David Amelech went to war, 
he lost a lot of soldiers fighting the Plishtim. But when Achav went to war, who was the biggest of Vajazera, low-life uh, Balavera in the world, didn't lose one soldier. He went to war, came back, they didn't lose one soldier. So Chavetz Chaim asked, why not? David Amelech soldiers talk Lush and Har on each other. They didn't get along. And Achav, as bad as he was, they were bad to the bone as a group, though. They had each other's back. Kishbor, who judged them as a group, they, were, they had Achtos, not one guy got killed. So the, one of the biggest shmiras for Klai Yisrael is to, when they judge as a nation is that every one of us get along with each other and we don't judge each other and we don't judge each other's chitzanias. So the Ishlurei Ehu might be even bigger than the Matanus Levyanim. Matanus Levyanim is to save us individually. Tzedakah Tatsum So you're giving Tzedakah, it's going to save you. But the Ishlurei Ehu is going to save Klai Yisrael. So the Ishri Eyo comes first before the Matanos Levyanim. And that spells Elul. And that's why Taket's on Purim. And on Purim, Shachmanos is a specific mitzvah. During the year it's not. But during the year it's a protection that we're all the achters. I'm taking care of my friend. He's taking care of me. We're taking care of the next guy. Even if he has a beautiful palace and a house. So what? If my friend is very wealthy, right? And he doesn't need my presence. If I go for Shabbos, what do I do? You go to your friend's house for Shabbos, what do you do? You bring him a bottle of wine. We bring a bottle of wine. He has 15,000 bottles of wine. He's a multi-millionaire. You're coming with you. Even a good bottle of wine. You come with the cave, $70. He's like, I don't need it. Thank you very much, but I have 15 caves. I don't, but I'm coming to your house. And you're my friend. I want to give you something. Flowers, chocolate, whatever. I want to give you something. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not because he needs it. It's because I need to give it to him. I need to show. So the, the, the Ishlari Ehu, on, which, which represents Shlachmanos, on in the, in in Elul is to help us with the judgment of Klai Yisrael. Fashtei. <coughs> okay, so I spoke about when I was in Queens. I spoke a lot about this. Um, how important it is that you know the Ben Alachaver. Maybe we'll tell. We'll talk about a couple of stories that have to do with it. But anyway, that's a very very important. Okay, let's get back to. I'll tell you a crazy shot tonight. First of all, I want to tell you something that I heard this week. Hashem is amazing. Let me tell you about Hashem. God is amazing. Okay? You need to know that. So, I'm going through some stuff with with the ranch, uh, financially with the ranch. I'm going through with my seminar, whatever. There's a lot of stuff going on. Stuff happens, whatever it is, whatever. And, I don't think people mind when you, when you go through, when you have to help people and you help people, it's a good thing. The hardest thing, the hard, I'm tell, and anyone who's listening to this year who's in Tzorchei Tzibor knows exactly what I'm talking about. By far, the hardest thing is Tzorchei Tzibor. Why do you think the hardest thing is Tzorchei Tzibor? It's the most rewarding when you help somebody, right? So if you help a whole Tzibor, it's the most rewarding. Well, what could be hard about it? The level of kafoy toiv, the level of when you help people and then you're nice to them and then they write you letters and emails like, you're the worst person, I hope who knows what happens to you, you didn't answer my phone, you hung up the phone, you did this, and you're reading this and you're like, what? Right? So many times you, 
you just get turned off and you're like, why am I doing this? Not that a person does, helps other people because he wants to thank you. He doesn't want to thank you. Just don't curse me. Don't curse me for it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to thank me, don't, but don't curse me for it. Okay. A guy walks over to me random, totally random. On, he's actually a collector on, on Sunday. I'm in the mountains. Come to, he's came collecting around. He says, Rabbi Wallerstein, you need to hear this Dvar Torah. I'm like, okay. Joke, Dvar Torah, whatever it is. I'm like, okay. When I hear that, I'm like, okay. What are you sending me a message? And he says the following. It says in the Torah, Tzedek, 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 Right? Tzedek, 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 you should chase tzedakah to help people. He asked me, so why does it say the word Tzedek? Do tzedakah. What's Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof, run after it. You mean run down the block? Tilaka! Like, what does it mean? I said, you know what? I don't really know. He says, let me tell you. Tzedek, tzedek means the ultimate tzedakah. It's not one word tzedek, it's two words tzedek. He says, this, he told me Sunday, he says, the second you do the good deed, Tirdof, run for your life. Don't wait till the guy throws a stone at you. He said, tzedek, tzedek, Tirdof, don't turn around. Run! And then like two days later, I'm getting this emails, whatever I'm getting, whatever it is, and I'm like, thank you, Hashem. When you do someone a favor, run for your life before he can beat you up for it. It's the human nature for some reason. I don't understand it. I think the deep, deep... <coughs> I was talking to someone about it this week. I think the deep, deep part about it is that human nature is that I don't want to be... I, want, I don't want to need the help of someone else. So when you get the help of the other person, it bothers you. You don't want to owe him anything. You don't want, even if he tells you you don't owe me anything. Of course. Yeah, but he, but he feels it. Right. So, no so many times the people you help, you're like, people come to you like, how come, you, you know, people, why do you have a problem raising money? Like this, her father, you know, you saved her life. Her father should be writing like a crazy check. And the, the, they disappear. It's because it's like, I want it. It's very painful, and they want to close that part of their life, you know, whatever it is. But it's just interesting. So it's like uh, there's famous Hasidic stories about this, whatever it is. But it was very cute that he said, "Tzedek, tzedek, tzedek." Anyway, let's go. <coughs> I don't know what I, I want to tell you a story, but okay, whatever. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, let's go back to Kisei. Oh, so I want to tell you an unbelievable Dvata. That's why I don't want to tell you. So this week's parsha talks about the Ben Sera Very hard. Parsha to understand. And the biggest question on it is really that by by Yishmael, so so he was dying when he was when when he when Avraham Avinu threw him. <coughs> so the, the whole the whole Ben Sera You know what you know what the age of Ben Sera is. It was never a But you know what the age is that that you can have a Ben Sera from 12 and a half to 13, that's it. Half a year. Everybody thinks Ben Sarah Murray, he's 16, he's eating a lot, he's drinking wine, he's cursing his parents. Uh-uh, half a year. Why don't that 12 and a half to 13. Because if he's doing it at that time, between 12 and a half to 13, then, then he's too dangerous to keep alive. That's what it says. Okay, anyway. So, <coughs> a person has a Ben Sarah Murray. Listen to this beautiful shot. Eneno Shemeya B'Kolaviv. The Pasuk is Pasuk Yedchas. Everyone who's listening, this is the Dvar Torah of this week. And 
He's not listening to his father. He's not listening to his mother. And they discipline him. And they don't listen to him. They grab him. They take him to the Zikanim. This son, this son is a son. He's not listening to us. And all the people of that town should stone him with stones. He dies. And the, the Ra will be taken away from Everybody should listen and they should see what's going on. Okay? Let's learn the Rashi. Saira, Sermon Aderech. We're off the Derech. My Rebbe, Sermon Aderech. Yisru Aisai. You give him, you give him a warning with Neishleisha before three. Umalkan Aisai. They give him Alkos. Ben Sermon Aderech. Enu Chayav Achi Yignoiv. He doesn't become Chayav until he steals. He drinks a huge, he eats a huge amount of meat. And he drinks a huge amount of wine, right? And then, he ends up out of money. He's going to stand on the the highways and he's going to steal. From the people, Amar Torah Yomus Zakai, Al Yomus Chayev. Okay. Now, who was the first people who throw the stones at him? His parents have to. So this is what the Kutzker Rebbe says, everybody. How do you have such a child? Such a child, twelve and a half years old. He's Drinking jugs of wine, he's eating meat, he's he's not listening to his parents. How do you have such a child? So here is he says, but only a child like this that's so off the derech can only happen. He doesn't hear his father and mother's voice. They don't give him attention, and they don't talk to him. He changes the whole thing. A child who doesn't hear his father's voice, his father doesn't give him time, he's busy on his phone and his business and everything else. And in Ishmaqalaviv, what a vart. He doesn't hear the voice of his father. Ubakol Imai, and he doesn't hear the voice of his mother. He doesn't hear them. That's when this happens. You hear? Guys, you hear what's going on here? The Neyudikavart, the scary vart. The scary vart. Then. Why is it that some of that never happens? Why didn't it happen? You had to have a straw. I think between 12 and a half and 13, only that half a year. You had to have a straw by three people. Have Aiden. And the father, parents, had to bring him. To Besden. How many parents would have brought him to Besden? If it's a parent that ain't in the Shemayab, they call Avon. Huh? Right. And then it's a Shemayab, they call Avon. So what's the story with that? 
Why the people of the city have to stone him? Because they're also at fault. You see a kid like this roaming the street off the derech, and you guys didn't do anything, and you didn't give him attention, and you didn't take him into your houses. So the parents, you're the first stone that you have to throw, because it's your fault. Because you never, you didn't give the kid attention. Who's the second stone I have to throw? All the people in that city. Why can't anyone just? Why can't anyone just throw the stones? No, no. Call on Not not two three guys. Everyone in the city has to throw a stone. Not like any person from the city should throw a stone. Call on Chairo. I feel like we should throw the stone. whole the whole Brooklyn has to throw the stone because it's your all it's all your fault. I feel like we should throw a stone at the Now oh, the pain, the pain of them. In other words, he he's Chayav Misa. You're going to have to kill him. You didn't give him the time, and you didn't give him the and, and the city itself also didn't. And you see in the next pasuk it says. And they have to get up in front of the zikne of the city. This child of ours went off the derech. He never heard our voices. Because you didn't talk to him. You didn't give him the time that he needed. And maybe, I don't like to point fingers, but the Torah is forever. And maybe the city and the town and the parents have to listen to this whole thing of Ben Sire of Myra, and, and that's what can happen to a child who doesn't get time. Everybody wakes up when the kid's 14 or 15 and they're off the derech and they're asking for help. It's too late. He's already off the derech. Now you've got to do all kinds of crazy things to get him back. Very young, sure. Not young, nine, much younger than nine. But it's not about teaching, it's about... It, it, it's about being a parent and giving them time. Three, four, five, six, hundred percent. That's when they develop. A kid, child develops. You know, till, till they're a te- once they're thirteen, fourteen, they they think they have their own head. So they got they make right. They're, they're deci- what are the decisions based on what they what they saw? Teenagers think that I don't need them. Right There's a neyudika You think if you think this is a pshat a dvar Torah, listen to this. This is this is this is gonna blow. Yeah, this is gonna blow you away. There's a special halacha. No. Aiden, they have to be the the ones who who are made on someone. They gotta do the whatever the punishment was. Halach is like this. It says, "In Sarah Eno Shemeya Bekol Ava Bekol Imo." If one of his parents are death, death. He's putter, no matter what. From being killed. No, if he eats that meat and he drinks that wine, right? Yeah. If he drinks that wine, he eats that meat, he does all the bad things, but his father's death or his mother's death, he's free to go. Because the Torah says, then they also free to go. He didn't listen to my voice. Because he's dead, he couldn't listen to the voice, so you got to let him go. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin on on uh, Ayin Aleph teaches us that if if one of the parents is death, the son does not become a ben seremayra. So the question is, the Gemara asks, because I'm deaf, because the person is deaf doesn't mean he can't talk. So the Torah is giving you a, a a way out 
if he if the boy doesn't hear his parents' voice, right? So, so that means if he's dumb, if the parents are dumb, they can't speak, he should go free. Not because they can't hear. You understand? The parents can't hear. What does do anything? The Torah says, Ainu Shemir If he doesn't hear his father's voice, and if his father has no voice, then he would be Potter. But the Gemara says that if his father can't hear, or his mother can't hear, surely if they have no voice. But even if they can't hear, he's Potter. Even if the parent can't hear. If the, if the, if the kid can't hear, he's for surely Potter. He couldn't hear them. He says something amazing. Oh, wow. So he says, the answer is, that when a person rep, when a person gives, because the Torah says, and they gave him Musa, right? And he still didn't listen. When someone rep, reprimands someone else, his words can only have an effect if he hears them himself. If I give Musa, but I don't listen to what, what I'm saying, I spoke about this many times, it doesn't go into your heart. Your heart, your soul knows what my, right? If, I, if I'm, if I'm not listening to what I'm saying, you're not going to listen to what I'm saying. So the Gemara in heaven says, that the father gave him Musa and he preached. But the father was deaf and he couldn't hear his own Musa. That Musa is not considered the Musa of the Torah and therefore he can go for free. That's what the Gemara in Sanhedrin says. Wow. So, and this is what I, I spoke about. If you get, if you, your kids follow what you do, not what you say. So if you don't go to Minyan or you talk by davening, Right? You tell your kid how you taught by davening, and I taught by davening, but you yourself don't hear what you're saying. It won't, it won't help your kid to the level that this kid walks away putter. Putter. My father told me that I shouldn't eat meat and I shouldn't drink wine and all that, but being that my father can't hear what he's saying to himself, I'm out of here. It says the Gemara, you putter. It's so deep. So real. So many people. Tell the kids to do things or not to do things, and they don't. They do it themselves. It doesn't work. You can't blame the kid. According to the Gemara, you can't blame the kid because it won't work. If you don't hear your own stuff, it won't work. You can't even blame the kid that you're not listening to your father. What do you mean? My father doesn't go to shul. He's telling me to go to shul. <clears throat> what do you mean? You have to listen to your father. He's not going to listen to his father because his father's not listening to himself. It's beautiful. He says this. Yeah, it doesn't bring that. Is this the Gomorrah's answer? This is, uh, no, it's Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein's answer. The last thing is written, when a person reprimands someone else, his words can have an effect only if he hears what his mouth is saying. He has to practice what he preaches. If he practices what he preaches, it's clear that he's speaking from the heart and the words that have the caliber, the ability to enter someone else's heart. Goes further, goes further. This whole, this whole, in the same way. So listen to this. Yeah. <coughs> and the whole city has to, like I told you, stone him. Umesi dies. You're going to remove the bad from amongst you. And the rest of Israel will listen and will 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 see and will fear. Zok Rav Zilberstein. To continue that, what he said, yeah. and if you get the bad out of your heart, you yourself, then then everyone will listen to what you have to say. 
He's backing up that, that shot. The end of it, if you, you, the one who's giving Musr, gets the bad from within you, then the rest of Klai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael, Yishmu You want people to listen to you? You can't be doing the bad that you're telling them to stop. You hear what he said? You'll be at the and then Christ will listen to you. The Torah is intimating that if you remove the evil from your midst, from yourself, then when you reprimand others, they shall hear and they shall fear. But as long as the evil is inside you, and you are not a living example of what you tell others to do, no one will take heed of your words. When parents overflow with love of Torah and demonstrate this love in front of their children, there's a very good chance that the next generation will possess true love of Torah as well. That's <coughs> the whole the whole lesson of Ben Sarah Moira. Nairidik or not Nairidik? Zicha Nairidik. Right? Same shot. What are you saying? Hashem says, be holy because I'm holy. Okay, it's 10 to 12. How long are we on? How long are we on so far? What does it say? 30 minutes? So you don't know what was before that. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna end with a really beautiful story. So what? Moshe is very what's it called? It's very um about chinach. This whole Ben Sarah is about chinach. I'll say this, and then remember, I have to tell you about Ben Ahuva or Ben Snua. So, the Ger Rebbe, the, he tells a story here from the Ger Rebbe, which is just fascinating. We're talking about Chinuch, and, and again, I'm not going to go into the whole subject, but you you see from this, Kosh Baruch wants us to be mechanich our children, to set an example for our children, to help them get close to him, to set an example in Yiddishkeit. That's the Derech HaTayra, that's the Derech of bringing children around and being mechanic children the correct way. So, and of course, by Ben Sarimah, we see Enosh Mevokolov, if, you, if you're not going to spend time with them, it's not going to work. He says in the Neuridika story, um, the Ger River says, um, and he, he needed some words of chizik about children, um, bringing up children. He said the following story, that there was, a, there was a king, and he was very beloved and revered by all his subjects. One of the subjects in the village, one of the people in the village, felt an intense love for the king because the king showered kindness to all the subjects, and this villager loved the king very much. One day, the villager heard that the king is looking for someone to fire his furnaces to keep it in the winter, to keep the palace warm, and somebody who needs to get up very early in the morning and do the work diligently. He was so happy to be able to do something for the king he immediately um, he took the job, and every single day he would be there way before his job was supposed to be. And when the king would wake up, he was warm and comfortable, and he much was faithful to the king. He just wanted to make the king happy. But he started getting older. And he began to worry about what would happen if, when he passed away, who was going to keep the king warm. So he started to try to get people that worked for the king to, you know, to do it. None of them had his passion. None of them really got up early. King would get up and the floors would be cold still. And he was very upset. And he thought, and he thought to himself, nobody wants this job. Nobody's working like me. Um, I don't know what to do. 
So he asked the wise man, what should I do? Nobody, once I die, it's going to be over. So the wise man said, you're single. Why don't you get married and have children and take your children to work every day? Show them what you're doing, right? Um, and then after his death, the children would take over his role as the lighter of the king's furnaces. And they would, he could rest assured that the work would be done the way he wanted it to be done. So the Pnei Menachem, which the Ger Rebbe said, the greatest blessing, bracha, that I could give to a person is that you should begin your life and continue after as well with the same feeling as the villager whose only desire was to bring up a new generation of servants who would do the king's will as much with boundless love as him. Now, could you imagine that a person, uh, when, I, when I read this, I was like, can you imagine a, as a, a person who's, who's an Evan Hashem, who gets up every morning to daven, who does chesed, who's very into a Baruch Hu, and very much a servant of a Baruch Hu. And he's like, you know, every morning I wake up, I smell the flowers, I make a bracha. I look up at the sky, I'm like, Hashem, you're amazing that you created this world. I appreciate Hashem, I, I, I'm like overwhelmed by Him, by His Bria, by His Torah. But, Ayve, what happens when I leave this world? Who's going to do this? Who's going to get up every morning and smell the flowers and say, Hashem, I love you because you have beautiful flowers and look at the sky and blue and white and clouds and rain. And Who's going to do this? No one's doing this. So I'm going to have children so that they, when I'm not here anymore, will serve the king on the level that I do. So my children are going to see the way I daven and I don't talk by daven. My children are going to see my love for Eretz Yisrael. My children are going to see my dafyami and my learning. My children are going to see their mother, how she's so careful with, with uh, uh, Lush and Hara and Tznius and all these other things. Do you imagine to be on a level? I'm not having children so that... Everyone else is having children. Why should I have children? And they need to get a motorbike and a bicycle and a this and a that and a toys and all that, right? I'm only having children because people have children and, you know, I don't want to be left out of the club. Imagine a person who's having children because the Kosh I'm not going to live forever. So when I'm not here, my kid's going to smell the flowers. My kid's going to make the bracha. My kid's going to help other people, sick people. My kid's going to do chesed the way I do chesed. Imagine the level that a person can get to that you're having children to replace you. So if you if you have that level and that's why you're having children, so then the the only way that's going to happen, like this guy lighting the fire, he's going to take his kids at 4 o'clock in the morning when everyone's freezing. and say, Ta, what are you doing? It's freezing. Why are we getting up? And you're like, the king! Well, lighting the fire for the king, he's going to wake up. He's going to put his feet on the ground. It's going to be warm. You know why, Shefalah? Because your tactic lit the fire. To be sure that when the kid grows up, he's going to, be, he's going to do that. And then he's going to teach his kid. And there'll always be something warming up the wood for the fire for the king. That's chinuch. But you're bringing up your children to replace you and your connection to Hashem. So you're gonna, they're going to watch you put on tefillin. They're going to watch you daven. They're going to watch you talk about Hashem. The only reason I want children in this world, Hashem, is because when I'm not here, who is going to serve you the way I do? So give me children. I think a lot of people don't have children. If they do that, probably will have. I'm having children because when I'm not here, I need someone 
to take my place to serve you the way I'm serving. The only difference is that Kodesh Baruch doesn't need. He doesn't need anything. Right. He doesn't need the fire, but the, but he doesn't need it. But it's it's, it's like a, you're bringing the cave over to your friend. What? Like you're bringing the cave over to your friend. Okay. Right. He doesn't need it. It's not a question of needing. But it's it, you need it. Right. Your children need it. It's not a question of needing, but it's it's being mechavet The Gerib says, if you want my insight into chenoch, that's my insight into chenoch. He told him this marshal. He told him that's his insight into chenoch. Okay. There's one more thing that I want to say, and it talks about also unbelievable question. So so there's this this. There's this, uh, and you see a fast tire, which is very beautiful, right? And um, because Hashem knows that you're not going to be able to control Yetzirah, He doesn't give you an Isser, you can take her. And um, he brings her home. And the Torah understands that the guy who goes to war and takes a non Jewish woman home with him, right? It's someone that's totally into Chitanias. She doesn't know how to make a Cholent. She doesn't know how to make a Kogel. She doesn't know how to bring up kids or Lachajim. She doesn't know how to bring up kids in the Yiddish way. She's a totally different culture. She hates you. You just killed her father and her mother. You went to war. You killed her friend. You killed her father and her mother. And now you're taking her by force. She don't like you. Right? She doesn't like you, that's for sure. You don't care. Because, whoa! The Shiksa man, there was anything like this, right? You're going crazy. You don't care. But all you care about is her chitanias. The panemius of a basic, of a, of a firm girl, of, of a, she's a, she's a snua, doesn't have foul language. This woman has foul language. She's coming from the workplaces, right? This guy is not getting it. He, he's not getting it. He's bringing home a goita. So he says, okay. So you're a chitzanius guy. You're a chitzanius guy. All right. We're going to take care of that. First, we're going to bring you, we're going to bring you into your house, which is a totally strange place. This is this picture of the rabbis and the kosel. Like, hello. She's used to very different pictures in her house, right? We're going to bring you into the house. Not going to be comfortable in your house. The Gilchas Raisha. One of the biggest attractions of a woman is her hair. These guys had beautiful long hair. Shave it off, baby. Baldy. Okay, so we took off all her hair. She's bald. But Sosa Sipraneha, even though today people spend a lot of money on, on making their nails, we're going to let her look, grow long nails like a witch. Didn't say you're going to let her be polished, but you have long nails, not polished. Okay? Hey, Sira, Asima, Shivya, Menaleha, these girls went out to get to get the men, so they were dressed very, you know, not theistic and really uh, different kind of clothing. That clothing comes off. Put a house coat on her. All the nice stuff. Put a put a big house coat. Two sizes too big on her. Right. That's it. We yashu beisecha and leave her in the house. What's she gonna do? Basa the viyavas ima yerachiyam. She's gonna sit there and cry. You killed my father. You killed my mother. Right. They have this girl, she's bald, she's got long nails, she's in a house coat, and she's crying. All of a sudden, that unbelievable lady you saw, a girl you saw, you were at war, you look at them like, she doesn't know how to cook Heimish, and she looks like, I don't know what, right? You're done. 
We're done. We hope. Well, we hope at this point you don't like her. You'll send her away. But you can't sell her. And you can't, you know, you don't own her. You'll send her away. But if you're such a guy that after doing all this, you still want her. If you're not stupid, you're thinking to yourself, all right, rabbis, right now she looks bad, but I know what she looks like when she has hair. And I know what she looks like when she's not crying. And I know what she looks like when her nails are done pretty. And I know what she looks like when she's wearing that red dress. So, I'm, you're, you're not getting this tiniest thing away from me. No problem, I'll wait. I'm marrying her anyway. Okay? But now you marry her, you can't have a good child from her. Because the whole marriage is based on lust. The whole marriage is based on cutaneous. There's no penis, no inside. It's all that outside, right? So automatically the next person says, you're going to have two wives. Because in the end of the day, as pretty as she is, what is beauty? How long does beauty last, right? All of a sudden you want this from lady who knows how to bring up children, who knows how to cook. You know, who knows who speaks the language, who's Heimish, right? So, now you got two wives. One you married because of her beauty, but she's not so beautiful. She had a baby already, doesn't look so good, she's a little older. So, Ha'achasahuva, one you're going to love, the Jewish girl. Ha'achasnuva, the other one you'll be like, how did I get into this? Oh my God, I'm with a Kanani. Like, she's a, like, what, what did I get myself into? What's going to happen? And the oldest child will be to the one that hated now. Guys, this is not saying if the older one will have the son will be the one that you hate. It's not what it's saying. It's saying, I'm telling you a statement. The ben habachal, the first boy that's going to be born from these two wives, who's going to have the first child? The one you hate, the guy. The one that became a ger, the guy. How can you tell, tell me that? Maybe the bachar will be born by the Jewish woman first. Famous question. How can the Torah tell me for sure a guy marries two ladies that the Ben Abachal will be less near? That the, he had married two ladies that the first one that's going to get pregnant is going to be the one he hates. Maybe the one he loves is going to get pregnant first. How can the Torah say this? We have this somewhere else in the Torah. By Rachel and Leah. By Rachel and Leah, right? If you look at the Pasuk, let's go back to Rachel and Leah, right? Pashas, I think, Vayetze. Yeah. But yeah, Yaakov is Rachel, Yoyma, right? I worked for you seven years. And then, where are you? Where, where are you? What? But Yah Hashem Kisnu Aleya. Hashem saw that, that Leah was hated. But Yiftach is Rachama. She gave birth first. But Rachel Akara, Rachel didn't give birth. So, he says in here, and he says it's the biggest. Chizik for people who are going through hard times. 
the Torah is telling us that if a guy marries two women, and one he hates, and one he loves, I guarantee you that the first one that's going to get pregnant is the one he hates. Why? Because she's suffering. And Hashem answers the one who's suffering before the one who's not. So the Torah is not saying if, the Torah is saying when. If you have two women, and one is hated and one is loved, the one that's hated will have the child first. We see that from Rachel and Leah. The Torah tells us Rachel and Leah were married. So Yaakov, Yaakov loved Rachel. Therefore, she with Leah was a snua. So the Torah tells us the snua got pregnant first, and Rachel wasn't even pregnant. She was an Akara. Not that she only got pregnant, but she was an Akara. Why? Because the one that's broken, the one that knows she's hated and she's broken, Hashem wants to give her an Achama. So he's like, he may not like you, but I do, and therefore I'm going to give you something special that the other one doesn't have, and I'm going to make sure that you have the baby first. And that's what it's saying over here. So he says, as a very big chizik to people who are broken and who are having a hard life, you need to know that Hashem looks at you, and even though you're having a hard life, He will give you something to make you feel better before He'll give the one that's, that's loved. So as a baby, Leah felt that maybe Yaakov will love me now because I have a baby. She doesn't. So everyone who's listening is going to have a very big question. Rabbi Wallace, how could it be that Yaakov Avinu hated Leah? What does this mean, Kishnua? Yaakov Avinu doesn't hate people. He loved Rachel and he hated... I mean, come on, we're, we're not talking about some guy in the street. He hated... He, Leah said this. Leah said Kishnua and he had said what? Leah knew it. What does this mean? What does this mean? He didn't like her? He hated her? You allowed to hate somebody? Your wife? There's a very deep Kabbalah written on this in Kabbalah's form. It says, the, it says this. Yaakov never hated anyone. There were two drachim. Rachel had a derech and Leah had a derech. What were the two different drachim? Rachel Yimeinu felt that every one, every child, that's every, every shevet that's going to come to the world before, before any children were born, everyone's equal. Every child in Klai Yisrael is equal. Everybody does everything. That was Rachel Yimeinu. The Lashon in the Zayar is Ein La Enayim. Rachel had no eyes. What does that mean? She had eyes. So she had beautiful eyes. So he said she had beautiful eyes. What do you mean she had no eyes? She had beautiful eyes. And, 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 and Leah's eyes were swollen. So then also, and they had rock eyes. What do you mean she didn't have any eyes? So the Zayar explains, no, it doesn't mean, what are eyes? Eyes give you differentiation of shapes and colors. And what do you see with your eyes? This is a, a cup, this is a can, that's a blue chumish, right? You see different colors, it differentiates different things. Rachel said, all children born to you, Yaakov, they're all the same. There's no difference between one and another. Leah said, that will never work, Leah said. That will never work. Yehuda is going to be kings. Levi is going to be Kohanim. Shimon is going to be Rabbeim. Um, Yisachar and Zvulon, one's going to learn, one's going to be on a boat. Don is going to do the Each one, each one, Shevet, has his own thing that he needs to do. Twelve Shvatim, Twelve different moving parts. That's what makes Klai Yisrael. This was the Machlaikas. And Rachel said, 
Everyone should be kahanim. Everybody should learn. Everyone should have malchus, not just Yehuda. She felt every Jew, no separation. Yaakov Avinu agreed with Rachel. Yaakov Avinu agreed with Rachel. That everybody should be. And meanwhile, Leah, in the end, was right. So when it says she was a snua, it means Yaakov hated that derech of separating all his children. You learn, you boat, you, you go out to work, you're a Rebbe, you're a Levi, you're a this. He didn't want that. And that's what happened. And that was the machloik between, between, between Yaakov and Leah. Yeah, that's why they didn't want to marry Esau. Because that, that was Esau. She didn't have another side, a side to him. She, according to some of Farshim, she wasn't right. She could have changed Esau. I'm saying from, from her perspective... She, she didn't know he maybe, was in Russia. That's what she saw, but maybe Rachel would have been like, what if, there's another potential over there. Rachel would have seen another potential. Well, they hit, they, hit, they, hit, they hit Dina. He got punished for that. He hit Dina from Esau. It's a very hard thing to understand because wouldn't you hide your daughter? I would hide my daughters if Esau showed up. My daughter should make him a Balchuva? What happens if he makes her a guy? But it seems to be on Yaakov's level, he should have understood who his brother was and where he came from. He came from Yitzchak, and that he came from very holy, from Yitzchak and Rivka, and that Dina could have done it. And he got punished. That's why Shechem did what he did to Dina, because he hit her in a box. You hit her in a box, Mida Kenegin Mida, she went out of the box. She went away from the Shvat, she went shopping. Boom. Why not Shem protect her? Boom. You hit her in a box. You, uh, you, can't, you can't play with that. But would I let my daughter out of the box? No. I, 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 she, she, she should be. If someone read to my daughter, anyone's daughter, listen, we have this guy. He's wild. He's crazy. He's out there. He's drugging. He's doing Averis. He's eating cheeseburgers. Whatever it is. Uh, you know, I'd like to read a shit to your daughter. You'd be like, no. And he'd be like, no. Your daughter can change him. Let someone else change him. But that's, that's on our level, not on Yaakov Avino's level. So he got punished for putting him in a box. Who else got punished for putting someone in a box? It was somebody else, whatever. Anyway, um, so the, 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 the lesson over here is that you see in the Torah by, by the Yifas <coughs> Torah the, that the Torah tells you, I'm telling you now, that if you marry two women, the one that, the one that you hate... That's the one Hashem is going to give the kid first. Because Hashem sees the pain of a person and he'll give that person something extra to try to make them feel better. So the, 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 this shot was sent over to many broken people to tell them that, you know, you think you're broken, but you need to know that Hashem doesn't f- forget you. He'll give you something on the side to give you... So I'm speaking, I'm speaking this Sunday... Sunday? No. September 9th. I'm speaking for a time, for a time, for a whole thing about older, for older girls who are not married. No, no. For a time, that's a different thing. What's the Shabbos? He dabut. Sunday, that's Sunday. I'm speaking for older girls who are not married, and they're, they're 40, 42. So children, children-wise, the, the, top, the, the clock is ticking. So I'm thinking to myself, <coughs> why 
What am I going to tell them? I got married when I was 19. I was never by myself in my life. I don't know what loneliness feels like. What am I going to tell them? So there's nothing to tell them. But I want to go back to what I said by Amuna, and I think it's very important for everyone. <coughs> Why Hashem does anything? I don't know. I can't, no one knows. Moshe Beno said, Tzadik Varaloi. A lot of these girls are tzaddikim. A lot of boys are tzaddikim. Tzaddik Varaloi. Hashem said, I'm not going to answer that because I have to show you the whole world. I'm not going to show you the whole world from beginning to end. But I think what every person needs to know is that whatever situation you're in, do the best that you can do with your situation because of your situation. Do the best that you can do in that situation. What do I mean? Guy gets fired from his job. Terrible. He's fired. He doesn't have a job. Doesn't have money. He's got to get unemployment, whatever he's got to get. So look for a job. Make your phone call. Do what you have to. But the rest of the day, learn. Because when you had a job, you couldn't learn. Now you don't have a job. You can learn. You're a single girl. You're 40 years old. Why? What? Oh my gosh. But you're 40 years old and you're single. You could go to the hospital at night and sleep with a kid who has cancer. You could do a lot of things that married people with kids can't do because they can't do it because they have their kids at night. Whatever your situation is, when it's not a good situation, look into it and find the biggest potential in that bad situation that you can do something with. That's living. Or you can go into your bedroom, close the door, and give up. But that's not living. So... You got fired, you have time to learn. You're single, you have time to help more than when you're mission, you'll get married and you will have children. You're never going to get that chance again of being single and being able to do things that single people can do to help clients grow. Whatever your position is, whatever position that you're in, many times, you went through trauma, help people. Um, we had a whole big thing here tonight or now, we had a whole big thing on eating disorders. Anorexia, eating disorders, bulimia. And many of the people involved were anorexics. They used to be. So they understand it. They went through all that pain. They know how to help people. Use your stuff. Even when you're in it, right? You're not even out of it yet. You're in it. Look at my situation. I'm single. Look in the mirror. I'm single. I'm going out. I'm going to get married. But until I get married, I can do things that married people can't do. To help people, right? I'm married. I can do things that single people can't do. I can have people for Shabbos. They can't. Whatever position you are in life, whatever it is, right? You can use it. That moment, to the best of your ability, that's living. Without knowing why you're going through it. That's living. The whole Ornava, everything that I'm doing, including this year, was when my father died. Before he died, I didn't have a Chabura when he was alive. I didn't have Ornava when he was alive. So it was a terrible tragedy. But because of the tragedy, I wanted to do something for my father's neshama. So from the tragedy, this came. So everything that you go through in life, so this, this is what it's saying over here. She, she's hated. She's hated. But because she's hated... Hashem's going to give her a child before the other one. There's something good in every, in all the pain and everything there is. 
there's something good because Hashem listens to the brokenhearted, but everyone thinks, oh, he's going to listen, so I'm going to find a shidduch. No, that's not what happened here. She didn't become loved all of a sudden. She had a baby. So now she had something that, this is my own little chat. I want to say maybe, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, okay, now she had a baby. Does he love her more? So she thinks maybe that'll, that'll help, right? But now even if he doesn't love her, she has a child that'll love her. Her husband doesn't love her. She's a, she's a snua, right? Hashem now gives her the child, so now she has at least a being in the world that's going to love her, which is his child. I don't know if that's the answer, but I think what, really, what Leah really felt was that I have children and she doesn't, so maybe that'll bring me closer to Yaakov. So here, this woman is hated, but now she has a child, and this is his first child. This is Bechar. So this is his first child, and the first says very big, like Bikurim. So I got the first child. Even, even if he has a child now, three months later, with the other wife that he loves, but the first child he had in this world was mine. He's a Bechar. It's my Bechar. And you always love the first thing more than anyone else. Except when it's your own children. Otherwise, my, my other four will be complaining tonight. Why did you say that? So, yes, he listens to the brokenhearted. And that's a very big chizik for the brokenhearted. And the main point to get out of tonight's whole shir is two things. One is that, He became a ben because he didn't hear his parents' voice enough. Okay? That is number one. Number two is never think Hashem doesn't love you because when you're the most down, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you. And also, that if the parent is deaf, the child is potter when he's a ben Moira because even though the parent could speak, and it says, but you can speak, but if a person doesn't hear himself what he's saying, he doesn't believe what he's saying, he doesn't keep what he's saying, you can't expect a child to be, to be macabre to accept what he's saying, and therefore, he's potter. May we all be zeichet to hear the shayfer of Mashiach, to hear be amen or amen. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.